welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper, Ronald J. Martin, and my new microphone. All three of my partners in radio uh, are here in the studio. Uh, Pipe, it's been a long time since we've had you on the program. I feel like you're a little rusty. Uh, I feel like this is the this is like a comeback game for you, uh, where we we knock the rust off for a couple of minutes and then you and then you turn in your usual virtuoso performance. But you're back. Yeah, uh, you're back. Time, time you- away has time away has been good. You know, refreshment of mind and body. So I feel like I feel like I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good. It's kind of like a retreat. Nobody on this episode would know anything about what retreats feel like, but uh, but I feel like that's what you've had. Uh, you've had a little retreat, a little celebrity wedding thrown in there, which we'll need to hear about. And uh, let's let's talk about it, boys. While we all enjoy a hot cup of Redbud City Coffee, uh, Redbud Coffee Roasters—they're uh, the official coffee sponsor of the Happy Rant Podcast. Uh, Piper, tell them where they can find Redbud Coffee. Yeah, if you go to RedbudCoffee.com, they have it, it's it's a rotation of roasts, so they don't they they have one or two standards. And then so right now, I just ordered some yesterday, and so I ordered a Kenyan roast. And a Costa Rican roast. They have a Brazilian. I think they have a Mexican one. They have a they have a few. Ooh. They have an espresso roast. Um, so uh, very easy to to navigate. So redbudcoffee.com and then use the code Happy Rant at checkout and you get ten percent off your entire order. If you like me are a a quantity drinker, so you drink a lot of coffee. They sell your standard twelve ounce bags, but then they sell thirty six ounce bags too. So you can uh, you can go all in on some of these. And that happy rant code gives ten percent off the whole order. Doesn't really matter what it is. So, uh, go go take care of that and get yourself some coffee. There we go. That's a good promo read pipe. That's that's mid season form by you. Mm. And uh, mm. we would expect. Isn't that great, Ronald? Oh, isn't it, it nice is. to have Barnabas back on the show? It really is because obviously we do not possess a lot of uh, skill in that particular area. We they, don't, baby. And it's it takes a lot of maturity to admit that out loud. So thanks for that. But. Uh, Piper's fresh off a celebrity wedding, which you were eager to hear about, Ronald. Yeah, and, uh, just, I, I went, you know, we, yeah, the celeb wedding. Uh, you know, you have to be a Piper probably to have a celeb wedding if you're not royalty. So <laughs> I, I think he's, I think he's one step removed from royalty, but he is royalty in our tribe. So I want to hear about, I want to hear what it's like to have a bunch of celebs kind of marrying you and watching you uh, get married. Yeah, it's so. It was, it was my wedding. Just to clarify for listeners, I wasn't just attending a celebrity hey, wedding. You know what? That's just good journalism. I mean, we we kind of buried the lead there, and that it was your wedding. So <laughs> it was good, good it clarification. Was, I also would like to know, just just for the sake of clarity, which of the people there do you consider celebrities? Just so that I can I can talk up the right folks. Like, do I count? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, besides your dad and Ray Ortland and the other seven A-list pastors that were in the audience, <laughs> I, I don't know, Pipe, you tell us. So. Wait, 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 what other A-list pastors were in the audience? No, it was, it was those two, but they did, they did comprise like 15% of the attendees, those two people. So um, if I'm included in like the pseudo-celebrity camp, think, being that you you know, are. Yeah, I'm a co-host of a, of a monstrosity of a podcast, um, yeah, fully – Fully twenty percent of the people in yeah. attendance were were reformed celebrities. In that case, that's big, pipe. Because again, if you you know if we go to a if we go to a, a wedding in like the UK, you know, with the royals, it's not going to be a hundred percent celebs. It's probably going to be about twenty. Maybe yeah. you go to a wedding in the UK with all the American pastors who are getting their doctorates over <laughs> there and have their cohort at the same time. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. 
But if it was like a royal wedding, everybody would have a title, which unfortunately we don't give out in the United States. You know, it'd be like Duke of this and Lord of that and whatever, which just it adds a level That's of a real class, shame. which which we we lack uh, in the yeah. United Lord States. Lord Ortland. Well, we're Americans. We're the worst. So yeah, what what would his title be? Would he be like Ray Ortland? I would Duke say of, he's like the Duke, Duke of, of Williamson Ortland. County or what? The Duke of Ortland. <laughs> I like that. No. Dude, Orland um, just sounds royal. Orland is royalty. That's just like yeah. a royalty sounding name. Yeah, and I, I feel like my dad would be Lord Piper. I think that's yeah, so Duke yeah, Orland yeah. and Lord Piper. Um but yeah, so I got uh, I got married at in the last week of July and Ray Orland officiated the ceremony, so it's uh it's sort of doubly blessed. You know, you've got mm. got the fact that God was in everything, but then when Ray speaks those words, it has an additional uh just an additional gravity to it um and then uh and then my dad was in attendance as was as was my mom and Mm -hmm. uh he he did not play a part in the ceremony because so here's one of the best things about ray ortland that stands out from almost every other reformed pastor i've ever met Mm -hmm. he excels at brevity Oh, it was oh, like a, a it was like a twelve to tell fifteen minute ceremony. Like. Yeah, tell us what that's like. We have no idea. We- he he's so good at being like, what is the point of what we're doing? Let's just mm-hmm. get to the point. So, like, if you sit down at a meal with Ray and he prays mm-hmm. over the meal, his prayer usually goes something like, "Dear Lord, thank you so much for this food. Amen." <laughs> you mean the meal's not like cold and like turned by the time he's done with his. No, it's the kind of thing where like the waiter, the waiter's like, here, let me get you a refill on that drink. And he can, Mm -hmm. he can pray between the waiter asking to get you the refill and then bringing the refill back. That's, uh, clutch, dude. That is so clutch. So yeah, so he, his, his homily was admittedly a bit of a fog in my mind being that I, you know, is it a big day, but maybe, maybe five to seven minutes. Wow. Uh, Just, yeah. And then, and then there's there's none of the none of like we didn't add in a whole bunch of like extraneous stuff partly because it was a small ceremony just family uh and then partly because we don't like all that stuff um so you know no special music we didn't have a big wedding party uh my daughters were the they like they they were the only two who stood up um because nice. honestly if we had picked like close friends and family to stand up everybody in attendance would have been standing the whole time so that would have been weird sure um it would have been like yeah. a, a sermon, a service at our church. <laughs> it's just, Every, just like aerobics. Everybody stand standing up, sit down. for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then and then we, you know, so we, we did it at this this sort of this old house, uh, an old farmhouse in in uh, Brentwood, Tennessee, and yeah, that looked had, dope. The pictures had, looked dope. Oh, it was a yeah, it was a beautiful place. They've done a great job, kind of refurb, like keeping the old feel, but you know, putting in things like central air and stuff, so it's comfortable. Um, I actually think half the old farmhouses in Brentwood are like faux, and they're just for photo ops. <laughs> this this one, like, they have historical plaques and stuff, so it's you know, it oh, goes, dates back to the late eighteen hundreds. Uh, yeah. I did in for anybody wondering, I did verify it was not a plantation house because I was like, mm. I don't know if I want to get married at a plantation. Apparently, that's Ron and uh, I were you know, concerned. We were about to shame you for it. Yeah, I was getting canceled we on my own podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then so then we did dinner all together, which you know basically felt like a f- big wonderfully catered family dinner because everybody there, you know, there wasn't, there, there wasn't a big crowd. Uh, and then of course the two celebrities began talking about death at their end of the table. See, of um, course, leave it to a couple of reform guys to lighten them. Yeah. Up. You know, Ray was laughing about death and, uh, <laughs> because he's joyful and, and my dad was, 
he was lighthearted, but also like <laughs> just sitting there ten minutes, like I'm like what what is happening? Why are we talking about morbidity and death and when we kick the bucket and you know they should team up and do a podcast <laughs> just on death and like no joke, I would listen to it. It'll be a blend. They'll really balance each other out, T. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you get like Portland's optimism. You get like Piper's intensity. I mean, that, that'll be something else. Dude, Dude I, I would is, legit listen to that. They're both so realistic. Like they're mm-hmm. they're both, you know, so Ray's 70. My dad's 74 or so. And uh, they're like, yo, we're going to be dead soon. Yeah, they're just like, they're like, I don't know how much time I have left. I got to use the time I have. I got to, you know, make the most out of these days. I have to, you know, love my family well and, you, you know, serve as well as I can. And there's just they're starting to talk about, you know, making sure that the people they're leaving behind are well taken care of. And there's just a yeah. there's a there's a clarity like there's no sort of tap dancing around the subject. It is yeah. a little bit odd when those are the conversations at a wedding reception. However, mm-hmm. um, time and a place for it. Maybe not there. But, you know, yeah. I. I think my dad generally thinks, you know, this every moment could be his last. So why not talk about it whenever? And uh, <laughs> yeah, real, real fun at a celebration. Um, I love it, dude. But yeah, so that was that was the uh, that was that was the extent of it for the most part. And then uh, and then Lauren and I got to leave the country and go to Mexico for a week for our honeymoon. And that's where oh, I was nice. when you guys really stepped up and, and filled the void and yeah, recorded an episode and uh really you know just appreciate you taking over and just handling all of that it was i didn't think about it once i'm gonna be honest dude listen no problem i yeah. mean i don't want you to celebrate us for for what we were able to do but, <laughs> but it was probably um, hard not to while you were at your celeb honeymoon in mexico not just thinking about us <laughs> thinking man my appreciation and gratefulness for them has just grown extra. yeah dude my heart's full you know and, and you're like you're sitting on the patio of your condo in, in Mexico, like staring out wistfully into the ocean. And your lady's like, she's like, babe, what are you thinking about? And you're just like, Ted and Ron, you know, <laughs> just thinking about the work they're doing, how they're kind of suffering in my absence. And, you know, just full heart. Processing yeah. a little guilt, but at the same time, knowing that, man, they, they've yeah. stepped up in a way. Just working that, through some you know, stuff. She really appreciated that I thought it was more valuable to be present there than recording podcasts. I think that really? was significant. That's surprising, so. I think, to me and T. Yeah, I mean that's that's that might be a problem actually. But that, we'll, in the future, that could present itself. We'll address we, it, dude. We'll address oh, it off. Do we need to like we need to read like define the the nature of these relationships and the boundaries? I think we and do. Yeah, we need to DTR this thing. Absolutely. <laughs> we we all, you know, we all enter into this marriage covenant with different expectations. You know, and uh, we need to yeah we need to hash it all out. But um, boy, speaking of of expectations. I want to talk about a thing, Piper, that you shared um, in our group chat. Uh, it was a screenshot from Twitter. Um, and <laughs> it, it was it was so good. It was really funny. It was alternately like probably the best day of Ron's year for oh, certain geez. reasons, and then like it. And then somebody in the comments got a got a little shot fired at you, Piper. baby. If this is my best day, I've really had a bad. It's been a bad, bad, bad year. Well, it's been a horrible year for maybe everyone, and and maybe especially you. But uh, I want. I just want to read this thing, and uh, I don't know if do I want to say the names or the screen names of the people that wrote these things. Just fire away, man. Maybe I do. Sure. So why not? At Brian Rector said this. This is positive. So shout out to at Brian Rector for saying Yeah, this. he was he was being very kind and upbeat and trying to find some redeeming things in Twitter. 
He says this, I know that certain sections of Christian Twitter seem like a dumpster fire. No way. Wow. Uh, He goes, I know that certain sections of Christian Twitter seem like a dumpster fire. However, the section that guys like at Jared C. Wilson, at Ronnie J. Martin. Now, at this point, Ron's heart is just soaring, right? Because all that all that Twitter work that you've put in, baby, all the hours, the blood, sweat and tears crafting those poetic Yoda tweets. They're they're kind of feeling like they're paying off. Okay, so he's like, however, the section that guys like at Jared C. Wilson, at Ronnie J. Martin, at Joe Thorne. At Barnabas Piper, and then, dude, just to show that he's not sexist, throws in a a little at Beth Moore LPM and at KS Pryor. Um, So, like, the hang with them is a great place to be with an exclamation point. So, Brian Rector keeping it really positive. And then, (laughs) because... (laughs) Because it's Twitter, and dude, because it always has to go negative, right? And, and you know, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, because what did he say? I know certain parts of Christian Twitter, or what did he say? Cesspool? Seemed like uh, a, a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire, yeah, okay. Dumpster I mean, fire. yes, flaming pile of something. And uh, then his yeah. prophecy, his dumpster fire prophecy comes to pass when at Mountain Shepherdess. Wow, um, I just love, I love that handle right there. Well, dude, it's surprising that something kind of kind of crazy could come with with at Mountain Shepherd, it says, she says this, at Jared C. Wilson seems thin-skinned. Actually, we know him to not be thin-skinned because if he was, he would hate <laughs> Piper right. and I. He would straight he would, up He would never, us. yeah, he, he would yeah. not, he would not ever interact with me, although he doesn't really interact with you, let's be honest. Uh, Maybe just, he does. Maybe, Listen to this. Oh, did, did he respond? Well, no, he more than responded, Piper. This is what you missed in the last app. Oh, goodness. Guess who's, Guess who's blurbing at Jared C's new like teenage boy novel? <laughs> Big T. All right. Renowned so, novelist Ted Cluck. Renowned novelist Ted Cluck. So listen, this is how this is how it went down. Okay. So he uh he reaches out to me to ask me to blurb the novel. And um I I'm like, oh, that's funny. You know, I'll do it. But then I I legit like forgot to respond. It wasn't like I was trying to you know, get back at him or big time him or whatever from, from the last thing. So then like a week later, I get another email from Jared C where he's accusing me of like stonewalling him. And, um, and then I hit him back and I'm like, baby, I'm not stonewalling. I promise. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm blurbing his, uh, his like teenage boy novel. So, uh, I did tell him though, I probably won't read more than like four and a half pages. So that's my that's my over under on a on a blur breed. But uh, dude, me and Jared, we're thick as thieves now. Maybe we'll be taking a picture in front of a mm. like a, a little uh, brick painting or a mural. Baby, go uh, easy. You know, let's not let's not overlap into territories that we're going to be. Yours. Maybe okay, me Ted- and Jared C are running out to TJ Maxx ahead of time to grab a new outfit. <laughs> and, and Ted, if, if you if you and Jared C were going to get your engagement photos done, um. So Ronnie, yeah, Ronnie claimed the angel wings. What mural yeah. would yours be? Would it be like a I believe in whatever yeah. city you're in? Like I believe in small, small middle America town. Like what are, what are we looking at? Yeah, because it's got to communicate that we that we care about small towns because we're just a couple of regular small town pastors, you know. Um, even though he lives in a major metro area, and even though I'm not a pastor, and that's neither what is he at this point. So yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. even better. The best pastors are non-pastors. Let's let's be honest. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about what kind of a mural backdrop I want for our our engagement picks. Um, maybe maybe we'll go with like maybe we'll go full Williamson County Brentwood though, and we'll go with like a dilapidated barn in the country. Mm. I feel like that's a solid engagement pick mm. backdrop. 
Um, but I got to give that some thought. Anyway, lest we, I think, I think like industrial underpass, you know, big, big concrete stanchions and stuff. I think that pretty kind of, kind of, kind of early two thousands subtext. We care about the city back when the city was the big thing. Yeah, Uh, for sure. So we'll go all, we'll go all like 2004 on it. I love it. Uh, let's get back to mountain shepherdess though. She deserves, sorry, burying the lead again. So, Mountain Shepherdess says, at Jared C. Wilson seems thin-skinned. He recently blocked a Twitter friend of mine, a funny Christian dad from the South. Is Piper carrying on the unhealthy teachings of his father? Or has he broken ranks? Question mark. And that's it. Um, And then you said, Piper, you said something really funny. You said Twitter is the best. And Ron said, I heart it so much. Um so yeah, that's that's kind of in a nutshell. I think everything everything great and terrible about Twitter. So Ron has a great moment. Piper gets checked by Mountain Shepherdess, and uh, and there we are. So um, I still don't know if I've broken ranks. I'm uh, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm confused Piper as to my own position. I know. And Ronald and I are confused as to your position. It's kind of a delicate dance, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is when you're, you know, when you won't come out and just state who you are and what you are, pipe. Yeah, it oh, is a delicate I dance. I know. I'm I'm sorry I hold back so much on what I think and my honest, general is, is convictions and Shepherd's opinions. Twitter handle? Is that actually you? Is that another, is that another account you have? I mean, that would be something that would be a that would be a handle I would love to have. Mountain Shepherd. I love the Shepherd. Ronnie's Ronnie's burner account. It's Ronnie's burner account. He's like Kevin Durant. Uh, Like of all the like of all the titles I could come up with, I come up with Matt Mountain Mountain Shepherdess. Absolutely, fun stuff, man. Uh, I don't know though. I think I think Piper both has and hasn't broken ranks. Yeah, there's a combo. There's 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 a combo thing going on there for sure. For sure. I, I I don't think we're. I mean, Big T, I don't know about you. I'm not super concerned whether he has or has not broken ranks. Well, I'm not either. And maybe that's yeah. an indictment of us, Ronald. You know, maybe that's maybe like that's... If, you wait, if you wake me up in the morning, and you go, hey, Big R, uh, pipes broken ranks. I'd be <laughs> like, huh? Yeah. And if you told me on the flip that he uh, man, pipe is pipe is he is secure in the Piper camp. I'd be like, I still don't know what you're talking about. Right now. <laughs> I know it, dude. I know it. I know it. That's crazy. We got to, we got to establish our positions on that. I right? think right. you would be exactly. more concerned if I started writing articles about like how tattoos are wrong and how women shouldn't be police officers <laughs> and stuff like that, which I guess that's dude, Should you please in the write ranks. those articles satirically? I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe uh, we should put that into a future project that we are scheming up. That's right. A future, a future big money publishing project that we can't exactly talk about yet. Oh, the wandering to and fro project. Is that what you boys are talking yeah, about? Dude. Yes. The negotiating to and fro. That's right. That's right. <laughs> our favorite. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what kind of financial windfall comes our yep. way from Work, that. Working but, at, working at the speed of publishing. Suffice it to say, boys, Twitter, great place, dude. Great little company. Don't you and, miss it, Ted? Uh, I do, man. Every time you send me these little screenshots, I'm like, doggone it. I'm just going to do it because I, I, I need to be a part of this this joyfulness. You need some joy in your life. but I t- do, man. Were you ever really on Twitter? Were you more like a, a Facebook guy or were you actually a Twitter guy? Well, dude, okay. Twitter. So like literally 13 years ago, whenever Facebook kind of started, I don't, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I was on Facebook for a couple of years kind of at the beginning of it. And then probably like 2011, I got off Facebook and that was the last time I was on any kind of social media. So um so yeah so you were been, never really on twitter i was never 
in any way on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, dude, it's been almost a decade now, social media free. And, uh, I just kicked myself all day. Yeah. I kick myself because those platforms. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course I kick myself because I'm, I'm missing just great stuff like this. Like Um, somehow, somehow T loves to talk about how he's not on social media, but like every time we start the pod, he knows exactly what both of us have been doing. On social media, the past. Well, week. no, I think I think we're. Sends me everything that you're doing. <laughs> I was going to say he either gets sent screenshots or we're predictable. I'm not sure which. I think it's I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. <laughs> I um, will say Ronnie's uh, pastor Yoda work. You know, I I took a took a hiatus from social media, which didn't really count because I didn't announce it, but I just was yeah. off of it for you know a couple weeks. You didn't basically. get the credit for it. Yeah. So yeah, no, no jewels in my crown, I guess. Um, but I did notice when I returned and re-engaged the wonderful world of social media, Ronnie's Yoda pastor work has been just Off par chain, excellence. Just, yeah, 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 in fuego. He's killing it right now. So, uh, kudos nice to you, friend. Ronnie. Thank you. You're, uh, you know, I, I've upped it considerably the last uh, last few weeks. I noticed Qu- quality and quantity. It's like it's like you took oh, some man, time off. You were, the you were I, re-engaged. I quantity, and, but yeah, definitely quantity. Um, why have you upped it, baby? <laughs> definitely quantity. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're we, hey, we're in agreement on the quantity. Okay. Um, it, was it an intentional like I'm going to double down on this, or was it was it more like just subconscious? I don't know. I'm, I'm just in such a I'm, I'm in such a weird, unsettled, uncomfortable place emotionally, physically, all the all the ease that I, I don't know. It's just it's coming out of the thumbs right now. So I, I don't physically, know. Physically, baby, are you OK? Yeah, doing yeah. all right. You know, I'm just I, yeah, it's just these are weird times and I'm just, yeah. um, I'm, you know, I'm like times. everybody else. I, I don't know what to yeah. do. And I'm I'm unsettled and I'm feeling just kind of strange and weird and you know, all the, all Dude, the now, okay. I got, I got to, I got to use this as a segue and I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on this big R. So, um, and gosh, my wife's going to get mad at me, dude. She always gets, she always gets really mad at me when I talk about whenever she kind of encourages me to listen to an Enneagram podcast and then I listen to it and I, I crap all over it on our show. Um, <laughs> shocker. She, she gets upset at that. Um, but she she had me listen to this any podcast, dude, and it was a it was an interview with two fours, any grand fours, kind of about how like COVID is hitting them as fours, mm. and and dude, I, I realized whenever I listen to fours talk, I hate fours. Yeah, um, and it was worse. no different. Than this, um, yeah, I, I very quickly like couldn't stand these people, um, but they they were both, and especially one of them, it was a guy and a girl, so especially the guy was kind of like you know, man, I think we need fours during this moment that we're in. And I've never been more inspired to write. And I'm listening to this going, Judas Priest, I've never been less inspired to write. Because like, as the world's burning to the ground, like who needs another moderately selling book? You know, like who cares? But <laughs> I hope uh, everybody does, because I got one coming out in October that's going to sell moderately. That's what you meant to say, Big T. Minus Piper. <laughs> I hope exactly. everyone needs a moderately selling book. <laughs> who needs another like mid-list Christian book? Hopefully everyone when we do our new deal. But uh but yeah, I'm just listening to these people talk going, man, I don't know. There, there's something about what's happening right now, which makes me feel like I've never been less inspired to create. But uh, but it sounds like at least as it pertains to Twitter, Ronald, you've been you've been pretty inspired lately. Uh, uh, is, yeah. is that safe easy, to say? It's an easy outlet, right? Twitter. Yeah, it's an easy, easy outlet. That's right. Easy That's outlet right. to get get, you know, bite sized thoughts out, yeah. you know, to the uh, to the pub. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, in terms of creation, yeah, I'm kind of with you, T. It's like. 
everything feels very like uninspiring and you know it just uh, feels you know, very what's the point to me yeah it, it uh, there's a there's a part of it that really feels like that because you just can't because i think i think as a as an any four you're you're constantly like you're always looking for something in the future to look forward to to fuel the present at least yeah. for me and no, when that's that doesn't, a really when that good doesn't way to exist, say it actually yeah, yeah, that's when a that really, doesn't really exist. Good it's really hard because you're just like, well, man, I don't even know. Like, like if I do anything right now, is it even going to matter in the future? And okay. I'm a little pragmatic when it comes to things like that, anyway. Creation stuff. Me so too. it's like, ah, oh, man, that's a lot of time expended for no return, and yeah. that's rough. I don't know. Yeah, that puts yeah. me in a vulnerable spot. I know, man. Me too. Me too. Yeah, and I'm I'm very much like you in terms of, and it's funny because fours aren't known for being pragmatic, but. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think because you and I have made our livings doing creative things in the past, like, yeah, there's a sense that if this isn't going to result in income and or if people aren't going to benefit from it, like, why would I do it? And um, yeah, while the while the world kind of circles the drain, it, it really seems kind of what's the point. But uh, but I also I noticed in these two fours on this podcast, a real kind of strain of like self-delusion that I was envious of, you know, kind of like a, my work matters sort of vibe from them. And I was like, dang, I want that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was less that I couldn't stand them, but more that I was jealous, you know? Um, I'd really love to be able to, you know, delude myself into thinking that my work mattered. Well, yeah, but you're not, I mean, but there's always lulls in that. And like, so on a pod, they're not talking about the lulls that they experience or the valleys. They're just talking about this constant stream of, you know, creative fruit that's like, you know, that's blossoming. Here's what's funny about them both though. Like, so the, the host would ask him a question and, and these two, these two guests are both like quote unquote influencer types or whatever. So they would start out answering the question with like influencer talk. And after they both talked for 10 minutes, then it would get honest. And by the end of it, they were like, yeah, this has been like the hardest six months of my life. It's been (laughs) terrible. Uh, But, but for the first, like, eight minutes it was it was influencer city you know so it's so is, funny. is that like telling people what they they think they want to hear like this is yeah, what pod- this is what we're supposed to do on Instead a podcast of just kind of thing honest from like minute one yeah 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 it, it was like yeah well covid's been it's been really challenging but i feel like really i've really grown from it yeah yeah um interesting a lot of ways. The, word, the word that means nothing yeah totally totally yeah and and there's some real like there's some real kind of language that always comes out in these podcasts like uh, here, here's a couple of phrases. Number one, sit in. Like I just really sat in the moment, and you know, COVID's given me a real chance to just kind of sit in my in my thoughts. I, like, what is that? What does it mean to sit in? Like, I don't know. So that one, and uh, and lean into. Um, like, hey, like that was really interesting, Ron. Lean into that. You know, which I realize I do that on this pod, but. Uh, I don't know, like influencer talk, man. There's, when, there's and some some of those are you, you kind of end up with a uh, like a as a host, you know this, or you know if you've yeah. been interviewed enough, you kind of end up with transitional phrases, and you realize yeah. they're just sort of verbal crutches, and I don't think they mean anything. Like lean into is it, it mm-hmm. was probably novel when it was first popularized, whatever four years ago. Four and years ago, that's what now, I was going to say. Now yeah. it's just uh, now it's just like. A, a verbal um mm-hmm. <laughs> he's sort of like saying uh um well it's just a just exactly. a filler filler phrase exactly well, I, have a que- to- I have a question for you guys regarding enneagram yeah. fours since i'm not yeah. one Wait on. i would have said a year ago 
that no Enneagram number enjoys talking about their Enneagram number more than Enneagram fours. Is that still true? Uh, or have other numbers caught up because the Enneagram has invaded all of our minds? Oh, that's a fascinating question. Ronald, you're the resident Enneagram coach on the program. I, w- I want you to address this first. Oh, man. that thats I had never even thought about it like that, Pipe. That's pretty insightful. I got to give that yeah. one to you. Um, yeah, I think... I think four, I, I, yeah, the the general the general sort of makeup of a four being so in, internalized and you know with with those types of things would make it so that they would love to talk about their feelings and this is a way for everybody to finally understand them because the worst thing about a four is that we feel misunderstood and mm. so this is a way this is a way to sort of say hey look you're getting me now finally and. Um, so yeah, so that would that's why I think the that's why the any would be big for fours. Um, I also hear a lot of uh, you also hear a lot of fives and nines love to talk about any. Now nines are like the they're like the they're like the guys that just get everybody together, make sure everybody's getting along, that like to smooth over things. So they're sort of like this. I want to be the helper guy with with a nine and a two. So they would like it too. And then fives are like kind of the brainy, you know, mm-hmm. the cerebral. My experience is that fives loathe talking about it, but that doesn't stop them. It's like they they hate discuss it. They don't want to talk about their (laughs) feelings about it, but they want to talk about it from an intellectual level. So they would they would get really like excited about talking about it from that from that standpoint, I think. But uh, I don't know. It's it does seem like, you know, so I'm thinking of a guy named Chuck DeGroat who uh, talks a lot about the Enneagram and he's a four. So, yeah, Yeah, he's got a new book coming out about it. Yeah, Ooh. for sure, man. So it's uh, you know, Dude, where, on, yeah. where are we at in the market being flooded with Enneagram books? I don't think we are, man. There's written by have, middle-aged white dudes. There still hasn't been a lot of books written about it. Get out of here, dude. There's only I a few could, books. There's there's well, there's, there's also a void because like one of the guys who wrote about it just got canceled for sexual harassment. So, uh, oh, dude, who is that? Not, not, not the guy who Ronnie just brought up. As far as I know, okay. he's great. Okay. Um, and I think he's, he's more coming from a pastoral perspective, right? He Ronnie, is, yeah. Chuck, he is. uh, there's a guy named Christopher Hertz who okay. has, he kind of did a couple of the most popular books from the Christian perspective. So you have like Ian Crun and Su- yeah. Suzanne Stabile, who you just loved listening to. I know. Dude, Ted. Boy, I, what a joy, dude. Yeah. yeah just a, yep. It was a, it was a highlight for you. Uh, they were kind of the first ones that I'm aware of who really popularized it. And then Chris hurts, but he just, uh, his books were canceled and everything. And so, there's a bit of a void right now, so maybe mm. maybe that's uh, Ted. Is that the inspiration you needed? You're gonna write the next Enneagram book. It might be. I'm really thinking about it. Well, guys, know? I'll tell you what, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this vague, but I I think there might be an opportunity for uh, wait for it for us to contribute a chapter of thoughts on the Enneagram. Okay, I'm listening. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, in in a in a aforementioned hypothetical new project. Correct. Okay. Wow. I think that's a solid idea, Ronald. Um, I think for me, like similar to what Pipe said, I I do hate discuss it because deep down I enjoy discussing it, but like I I have to make it look like I hate it. You know what I mean? Just because the reason anybody loves or hates it is because it is talking about ourselves. Yeah. So you either love talking about yourself, in which case Mm -hmm. it's the best or 
you hate revealing stuff about yourself, in which case it's the worst. And in either case, you get to talk at length about it. It's just yeah. – it's like That's a black true. hole of conversation that just sucks us all in. Yeah, but it's yeah. a magical black hole of marketing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's the best kind it's of It's a black, black hole of self-discovery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby, speaking of marketing, what what's the latest on that other book project you had in the works? Which which kind of hit some like, you know, current marketing gold standards. Um, any movement on that? Uh yeah, a little bit, but not nothing I can nothing, nothing you I can, can share. Nothing you could drop on the program. Exactly. I can't I can't gloat yet about predicting it accurately. Correct. Well, we can do that, Piper, because we predicted the concept accurately. But, you know, we just we'll we'll gloat like doubly when when the contract. We'll get some gloating here. Gloat gloat and promote. We'll we'll knock them both out. That's that's what we do. We call that glamote. Glamoting. (laughs) Glamoting. (laughs) Which gets glum in there, which is perfect for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we just a new phrase called glamoting. And I want to look at it. That's perfect. Well, I love it, boys. Now, here's the deal. Here's where we're at. We're at 32 minutes. Okay, so we could we could wrap it now, make it like a tidy little comeback up for Piper, or if we wanted to drag it out, we could we could drop one of these other apps that we boys. That we, we have not even mentioned John MacArthur. How can we how can we pause? Okay, yeah, we so would be. Ronald wants d- to go there. Let's derel- make that the last dereliction topic. of duty for us if we didn't do that. Last topic, dude, and the, and this is where this is where, from a persona standpoint, you guys have to come down on the right side of the whole John MacArthur thing because he's very divisive. Um, so so take take great care in terms of how you do this, but uh, that'll nice. be our last topic. We'll get out of here at like forty minutes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald, talk about talk about Johnny Mac. Well, Johnny Mac, I mean, if you know, unless you've been like on a honeymoon the last couple of weeks, <laughs> unless you've um, been living your life and enjoying it, doing unless you've been having a great things. life off yeah. of Twitter, which I can tell you guys is well worth doing. I mean, don't not, yeah. you guys already just you already had your honeymoon. You don't need to do that again. But, you know, try getting away sometime. It's great. You Ronnie, have to do it you get away. Plenty. Woman, try so. getting away sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Have you forgotten who you're talking to, Piper? You know you're what, COVID. To getting away. Yeah, COVID has turned me upside down. I forgot he excelled at, at getting away. Boys, and by the way, I'm getting away on Sunday. We need to talk about that off the air. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> he invented but, uh, getting away. Yeah. Um, I am getting away on Sunday. So getting Johnny away from Mac- already being away from it all. Don't you work on Sundays, Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, I actually do, boys. Um, Quote unquote. I have my one day of work a week. You know how it works for yeah. guys in my profession. Um, Johnny Mac defied. The, the the California governor's order, Newsom's order about churches gathering, and he said, "We're going to gather." You know, this is uh, this is discrimination. This is a time for us to do civil disobedience as the body of Christ, and it doesn't matter what they tell us. We are we're going to do it. And so, basically, uh, Johnny Mac, as he typically does, caused a lot of stress uh, for those who think you know we should be listening to what our higher officials are telling us. And he also empowered a lot of churches that have been sort of been waiting for this moment. We can kind of put our fists in the air and go, you know, yay, civil disobedience. We finally get to defy the higher powers and and, you know, you know, kind of live out what we've always wanted to live out, which is just, you know, you know, church before all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's just been a lot of conversation, a lot of talk. Uh, Nine Marks put out an article talking about how ah, Johnny Mac, we're not so sure you got this one right. And it's been as Dude, you being, being not so sure about Johnny Mac is like the that that's the national pastime for like reform dudes. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and that can go either way, right? So you either yeah. got 
So if you're, you know, if you're part of, a, if you're part of a more moderate reformed tribe, which we we would probably count ourselves in that, then you're 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 pretty clear on some of these things. If you're part of what I have now coined as the FRR, the far reformed right tribe. Mm. Wow, oh, Ronald, that's good branding. They, yeah, uh, that is then, good. then you're automatically you are in with Johnny Mac. So if you are, if you're, if you're, if you're old school YR like us, you've kind of transitioned. And, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of hold a little bit more of a, I would say, you know, moderate opinion on some of these things and you're, you're going to struggle. But if you're part of the new FRR crowd, which is, uh, you know, conservative Baptist network, I probably wasn't allowed to say that I just did and all this stuff. Then, yeah, Johnny Mac is your man. I mean, you're mm-hmm. all in with Johnny. Where are you at with Johnny, baby? Where are you at with Johnny on this issue? I want to I want to make you take a side. Oh, yeah, I would not be in with John. OK, there it is. Yeah. I'm not in with John. There it is. Piper. Um, I yeah, I'm not in with a shaking of the fist at the governance. I you know, if churches want to figure out how to reopen, we did that. We 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 closed for a while and then reopened. But with all sorts of modifications, the thing that he did was like they posted photos and it's like there's a, you know, 700 people and they're sitting shoulder to shoulder, no masks, whatever. And so there was a it just seems there's uh, like a defiance there. There's yeah, like a, we're going to do this thing. It's yeah. defiance for the sake of defiance, exactly. not for kind of weighing what I would consider like public witness and public perception and not from a PR standpoint, but from a like, are we make, are we creating obstacles for people to, to accept Christianity or are we, or are we making it palatable and, and easier and I know that the the people on the the in the FRR or on the FRR, which uh, which preposition is correct, Ronnie? It would be in or on. Uh, I would say, uh, uh, you know, I would say it could in. be both. Or, in. Could be okay. Both. Anyway, at at the FRR, um, are going to look at it and go like the gospel is an obstacle. The Bible says that yada yada. But I think they're just using that as a license to to create difficulties. And yeah, the whole thing seemed unnecessary at best and pretty pretty asinine and, and unnecessarily and, and pretty ridiculously rebellious at worst well, well pipe didn't you just feel too i mean it was like it was making a statement it, it almost felt like a rallying statement like i like you know macarthur obviously has a massive influence very wide influence so for him to sort of make this sort of defining and defying statement it was basically kind of like rallying troops for what reason i guess we don't know or we do know right but it was it was definitely more a giving he was really giving permission to a lot of churches that just really, you know, value what he says, follows his leadership to sort of do what yeah. they want to do and, and just kind of ignore the context. Right. Yeah, it, it very, very much. And a. Uh, yeah, the rallying of the troops, but it seems like it's it's sort of rallying them to the wrong cause and built around the wrong things. And I. I get it from one perspective, just the, the simple emotional, like, it sucks not being able to do church the way we all want to. Like, no one likes this. You know, Ronnie, you and I both work at churches, and it's just like every week is a grind trying to figure out how Absolutely. do we do this well. Are you on your motorcycle, Ronnie? No, I got I got a... I got some motors. I got some bikers okay. around me right the now. The Vespas came <laughs> in. <They're> with. <laughs> Boy, boys, the Vespas just—they just that was they, that was a modified Vespa because that thing that thing was delivered roaring. them on the Vespas. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it, dare to dream, baby. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. The, the rallying troops thing. I think it's a, that's what it was. It felt like sort of a. Uh, 
here I stand, I can do no other, but but he could have. He could have done any other, and this is not the place to plant the flag, and it just seemed unnecessary. Well, there it is. Good good content, boys. Good, See, uh, I love how you have like nothing to add to that. I really don't do. All right, Ted. Well, no, let's 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 turn this around. Uh, Ted, are you are you with Johnny Mac on this or not? We both answered. Are you with the YRR? Are you with the FRR? You're not going to say I'm with Johnny Mac on this one. Wow! Yeah, far right reform. Hot take. Yeah, content. I don't know, dude. We've got to be looking for a new podcast now, boys. It's getting. Yeah, I don't. I think we're not allowed to be friends with you anymore. That's that's what Twitter told me. You canceled me. Let's do let's do a cancellation on the. We on would the cancel you, but you're not on. You're not on anything. Yeah, to be canceled. I'm not on anything that, that could be canceled. Doggone it! I know. Well, maybe I'll get on all those things so you guys can cancel me for being with Johnny Mac. That's unpopular take. Actually, I haven't really thought about it that much. But uh, <laughs> you're just being contrarian right now. I'm just being a little contrarian, just because it's it makes for good media. You know, uh, we could we can yell and scream at each other for it. But uh, boys, we've done what we always do on this program. <laughs> And uh, we've we've done it together, and and you know what? That's uh, that's made me very happy. It's good to have everybody back together on the program. Good to have Piper back from his celebrity wedding, and we will see you. Wait, no, I almost signed it off like I sign off my other podcast. How do I? Goodness, sign I leave for a week, and it just I know. everything Gosh, comes off the rails. Remembers anything anymore already? Oh, we've done what we always time. do, Ted. Yeah, yeah, we've done what we always do, and until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.